Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back to today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. Uh, I am joined by Fred Jackson, Steve Jordahl. Steve Jordahl now joins us. Hey, hey, how you doing, Steve? <laughs> Good, uh, Ed Vitagliano. I don't know. <laughs> I get a lot of that, actually. And uh, we also have Ray Pritchard joining us. Ray, tell our listeners a little bit about Keep Leaving Ministries, what your website is, and what folks can find when they go there. We started on the internet 16 years ago, and that ministry has now grown to stretch from the internet. Now around the world, you can surf on over to keepbelieving.com. We've got a repository of videos and FAQs and articles and blog entries to help people understand how the Word of God speaks to the problems of modern life. So if you're looking for some encouragement, that's what our ministry specializes in. So come on over to keepbelieving.com and check us out. Well, and uh, now the only thing is, you know, uh, Ray, your stuff costs a fortune. Oh, I forgot on to keep say. Keep Believing Ministries. It's free. Come on over. <laughs> it's free. We, right. we give it away. So <laughs> all of it, just come and check it out and take whatever you like and use it for your own life in your own ministry. We're, I just feel like, Ed, we're all in this together for the sake of the kingdom and uh, whatever God gives us, we're happy to give away. You're welcome, Ray. I, I, I made sure that the that the folks understood it was all free, well, that, <laughs> so, and that's true. Yes, and thank you for thank you for adding that. All right, I I I, I always want credit for when I do something good. It goes back from the, the way I was raised. That's right. You know, very works mentality here. So, all right, Steve. Hey, what 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 what's what's cooking? Well, that's what I asked Jan Markell. What's um, uh, tonight, I believe it's going to be salmon. Salmon. Ooh, yeah. good choice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's stories that get covered, and then there's stories that seem to don't not get covered. Right. One of the stories that is not getting covered was something that shocked me that I heard on the House floor yesterday. I played for you a little bit earlier today. Um, I'm going to let you listen to um, Florida Representative Matt Gates. And he is on the House floor making a claim or actually telling about something that's happening to him that that just kind of surprised me. Let's just listen to cut six. I thank the gentleman for yielding because I think someone may be trying to kill me. And if they are successful, I would like my constituents and my family to know who stopped their arrest. Madam Speaker, on October 8th, 2021, a Twitter handle uh, styled CIA Bob is at your door tweeted to at Rep Matt Gates. Looky here, pal. I lived in Portland. Portland has ordered a hit on you. I accepted the contract, have a good day. Following this tweet, this individual traveled to Washington DC and the Capitol Police uh, recommended his arrest and that the Department of Justice refused to do so, declined to do so. It is just yet another example of the Department of Justice having a double standard. If my name weren't Gates, if it were Omar or Tlaib, you bet this person would have been arrested. And so um, after hearing that, the Department of Justice, a little shame, decided to make an arrest. And they did arrest Eugene Hulsman. Um, but the problem was that's a different guy. <laughs> that's a different guy that also made threats against Matt Gates. He left a death message uh, of threat on his phones. It said, tell Matt Gates to watch his back, tell him to watch his children. I'm coming after him, et cetera, et cetera. So that individual that was arrested. He was. But the guy that he was talking about there that was from Portland, 
Still on the loose. Well, I, you know, I think that this guy from Portland would have been arrested if he had simply shown up on January 6th. Or not wearing a mask, maybe. Yeah, not wearing because every just about everybody who showed up on January sixth has been arrested. And listen, I'm not defending what happened there at the Capitol, but this way you you, you played this for us this morning in our story meeting. And uh, Fred, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. You just will comment, uh, get your comment, and move on. But um, we have been talking for the last couple of months. Well, maybe since the Biden administration, since Joe Biden was sworn in about just how politicized this administration might become. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about how politicized the Justice Department has become with regards to parents showing up at school board meetings, so on and so forth. But here you have a direct threat made against a U.S. congressman. It's not like Republicans haven't been shot before. Remember on the baseball field. Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, and... Maybe I'll give a little bit of a benefit of the doubt to the Justice Department. Maybe, you know, they made a decision and they make these decisions quickly and sometimes reconsider. But it does look suspicious in light of the fact that this has become a very politicized Justice Department. I agree with you 100 percent. But here's another element in this. If this has Congressman Gates had said was uh, Congresswoman Ilan Omar right. or uh, Tlaib from Michigan, CNN, ABC, CBS, and NBC mm-hmm. would be all over this. Right. Just uh, with regards to the speech made in the House right. by a member of Congress. And uh, in that speech, he confirmed that the head of the Capitol Police Security confirmed what the congressman is saying that this person should be arrested. That I didn't include it in the clip, but he, in the clip, but he named the guy by name. He, yeah. he named the head of the security there. So uh, Gates is not just blowing smoke here. Right. This is uh, his story has been confirmed, but the mainstream media. I've seen not, it anywhere. You, you've looked for it. Yeah, you've looked for it. This this uh, and, and folks, you've got to understand this. The mainstream media is totally in bed with the Democratic Party. Yeah. Because this was a Republican saying this, basically the mainstream media said, we don't care. Well, we don't I, care. And I'll just say this. And, Ray, if you want to jump in, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you. But, uh, you know, Matt Gates is a, a pinata for the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. They love wailing away on this guy. So, Ray, I have to believe they heard the clip. They saw the speech. They're always looking at this guy. I know, you know, there's been accusations made and, you know, let the process play out, you know, as as it were. But I have to believe the mainstream media heard what he said and then just figured it just wasn't important because it's Matt Gates. You know, there's such an easy way to handle this. If the Capitol Police recommended the guy be arrested, then arrest him. Right. If there's nothing to it, you can always let him go and drop the charges. Clearly, this is a this is a non-arrest motivated by political hatred for Matt Gates. Gates, and so I I, I want to say I'm outraged, but I'm really not. I'm just not even surprised by this anymore. And it's uh, it's it's a dangerous thing to let this kind of thing happen to a sitting U.S. congressman, Republican, Democrat. I don't care who it is. They they need to be protected. And, and listen, and then this is it. We'll move on, Steve. But if someone had threatened someone wearing a MAGA hat 
you know, a Trump supporter had threatened, you know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I say arrest the Joker. Mm-hmm. They did. They arrested 600 of them. Well, that's well, that's that, that's for the January 6th yeah. uh, incident or, or event. Um, but I'm saying a, a single person who threatens a congressman or congresswoman absolutely and travels across the country, yes, right. right? I don't care who it is. Some kind of serious intent. So. Yeah. So the, I, I, I'm, I'm sure Matt, uh, Congressman Gates is nervous for his own safety and for his family. And if the Justice Department blows this. Heads ought to roll, starting with Merrick Garland. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm going to read you a sentence which is non, uh, will sound nonsensical to you, but it is I a, love Dr. Seuss. Uh, yes. <laughs> Listen to this. A significant percentage, I found this, by the way, since our story meeting, you haven't heard this. I'm, okay. I'm hitting you with this fresh. Good. A significant percentage of Muslims and even Hindus are self-identifying as evangelicals in surveys. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Why? What? <laughs> this is data from Ryan Burge, who's a uh, uh, political science professor and pastor, um, and he collects data and, and, and finds it. What he has found is that um, evangelical tie, uh, evangelicalism's ties to the Republican Party has drawn more people to embrace the evangelical label. They're not evangelical theologically, they're evangelical politically. And they're finding that so when you take surveys, they want to say who's evangelical. Those who identify with the evangelical political alliance, the right, the MAGA people, they say they're evangelicals because that's what they believe politically. So, okay. So how, how do the, the pollsters know if these people are identifying as evangelicals? How do they know they're actually Muslims or Hindus? Well, they probably ask them, what's your religion? Religion. And, yeah. Okay. And so uh, the, the sheriff Catholics uh, writes Reinberg. This is in a uh, column on the in the New York Times on op-ed. The sheriff Catholics who identifies evangelicals or born again rose to fifteen percent in twenty eighteen from nine percent in two thousand eight. The same pattern appears with Muslims. In fact, there's evidence that the sheriff members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, Mormons, Orthodox Christianity, and Hinduism who identifies evangelicals larger today than it was a decade ago. We are losing control. Of what the definition of evangelical is. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Fred, and then Ray will come to you as well. You're a pastor. Uh, Are we, have we done a poor job of explaining what evangelical means? I'm just, listen, I'm just making certain assumptions here. I'm making certain assumptions. I'm making the assumption that these Muslims and Hindus who are perhaps new to this country, they are seeing the word evangelical as representing a political subset with which they are in agreement and they yeah. don't understand that evangelical refers to the the acceptance of the gospel. Don't and, make a mistake here, though. They're not new. They're not necessarily immigrants. Okay. These are people, could be, very well could be lifelong Muslims born here for generations. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, what do you think? I... I my first guess, because we're just hearing this story, my first guess is that they are aligning themselves as evangelicals for political reasons and not negative political reasons. They just hear so much in the mainstream media about those evangelicals who support Donald Trump. And they just consider this, okay, I'm, 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 I'm just part of this political group, uh, you know, Republican, Democrat, 
evangelicals. Exactly. I, I think that's where it is. I don't think there's anything dishonest or or nasty in the attitude of grouping themselves there. But to your point, have we done a, a poor job of defining who an evangelical is? I think an argument can be made there yeah. uh, to the to the American public. Here's what a here's what an evangelical is supposed to believe. Right. At least put that out there. What are the basic tenets of evangelical Christianity? And that just doesn't get talked about very much. Ray, you're uh, well, you've pastored over the years and you preach around the country. What do you make that? Again, like Steve said, we had not heard this story in our story meeting. This was something new. What, what's your take? Well, clearly, we're so wonderful, everybody wants to join us. <laughs> that's it. That's the explanation I like. Yes, the world yeah, likes us. That's right. Everybody's jumping in on the bandwagon, born again Hindus, born again Muslims, all of this. Look, you, we, have, we, have, we have about six problems here. I can only point out two of them. One, we don't, we don't have the exclusive use of the word evangelical. It means something to us, right? Yeah. Here in our circles means something. This means something out there in the New York Times. They give it a political spin. Right. They they tried to during Mr. Trump's years, right? So a lot of stuff is going on out there. I think to Fred's point, he's entirely right. We have not done a particularly good job of explaining to people that an evangelical is somebody who believes the Bible is the word of God, who believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who believes in the gospel of the grace of God, and at the end of it all, an evangelical is a person who, believing all that, has come into a a position of personal saving faith Amen. in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Being evangelical is not a political position. Ultimately, it's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I think a lot of our own people inside our churches are pretty fuzzy on that. It's a huge challenge in our day mm. to make that clear. Do you think we need another word? I've heard no, I people don't, say Christ follower. Or, I've, I've heard those kinds of arguments being made. I think that's futile. I, I think evangelical uh, evangelical is here to stay. Uh, I mean, it's just it's, it's hard to just from the ground up just say we're going to change the word. Uh, the, Democrats you know, do it all the time. Well, yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't usually take. <laughs> I mean, I mean, day. Well, that, that's that's but that's been going on for for fifty yeah. years or. You know, 70 years since 69, but 1969. Anyway, yeah. it's, I, I, I don't know who would, who, who would, uh, I've heard this argument being made. Right. Usually it's from people on the left of the evangelical community. Right. Say we need a new word because we don't like those conservative evangelicals. Right. Right. Uh, and so I, I don't think you could, if you could get all evangelicals together, they might come up with a word, but Having been to church business meetings, okay, I just don't think you could agree on a new word. That's right. That's anyway. That's that's just what. I, but I, I to, you know, to what we're saying here is, I think we need to do a better job. Good grief! This indicates to me that conservatives, just political conservatives, need to do a better job making clear what it means to be a conservative. But an evangelical, as as a community, we need to do a better job of making the spiritual, biblical case for what we are first. We got to explain it better to ourselves Ed, yes. before we can get around well, to and the then world. You, and then you say, listen, because we believe the Bible, this is what we believe about life. This is what we believe sure. about marriage, family, Absolutely. gender, all human sexuality. Uh, and and then, then you explain that the Bible 
and the truth of God's word impacts our daily lives and should impact our politics as well. But I think Steve's story dovetails well with what the surveys we've been seeing in recent days about people who identify themselves as born-again Christians, but then they say there's more than one way to heaven. Yes. And right. uh, and that they believe good Hindus are going to heaven based on their works. Right. But they call themselves Born again believers. Yes, some of that is ignorance. So if you, we talk to Alex, if we talk to Alex McFarland, for example, about this, I think he would identify that we're not doing a good job. Even those who believe evangelical theology or say they do, they don't know what it means, and so right. they're mixed up about that. As opposed to people who are appropriating the term evangelical for political reasons. Yeah. Well, anyway, that is a great story that you brought up. Steve. Thank you. Uh, that was very, that was very interesting. That's a very. Interesting well, that's all the story. time we have. That's, that's right. all the time we have because <laughs> the four of us, five of us, right, you know, we're, we're going to go and and talk about what it means I to be more. an evangelical Christian. So. All right, go ahead. There is a new installment coming in the Toy Story franchise. You'd be glad to know, and they've had like it was about what Toy Toy Story seventy two. I don't know. I think they've had four movies, but they've had yeah, all kinds of all short, kinds of other things. Yeah. Well, this is a uh, new um, movie, I believe. It's an animated movie, and it is the story. It's the backstory, basically, about how Buzz Lightyear came to be. It was apparently in inside the story of Toy Story. Buzz Lightyear was modeled after an astronaut, right? A real. In in the in the universe, in the story, yes, a real person, a real person, right? Um, and uh, so they have, uh, of course, cast the movie. But guess what? Now Buzz Lightyear is being played by Chris Pine, Chris uh, Pratt. I mean, uh, Chris, Chris Evans. 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 Sorry, Chris Evans <laughs> uh, of Captain America fame, not Tim Allen. And there's a lot of speculation going around that Tim Allen is on the outs because of his political beliefs. Because he's, he's conservative. conservative. Yeah. Okay, so I, uh, being a big fan of Toy Story, I, I'll just freely admit that, uh, I actually looked this up after our meeting. And my initial feelings that maybe Tim Allen had been pushed to the side because of his conservative beliefs, I, I'm not quite as sure now because I watched the trailer for mm -hmm. it. And it is about an actual astronaut. Now, it's animated, so it's cartoon form. But it takes a, I think it's a little bit more of a serious, uh, exciting kind of film. And I, I have to say, I think it would have been strange to have Tim Allen's voice as the actual astronaut. Because the Toy Story films were about the toy based on the actual astronaut. So I don't put it past uh, is this uh, this is Disney Pixar, right? It is. Okay, I don't put it past Disney Pixar to uh, to push Tim Allen to the side because of his views. I think that's why his show Last Man Standing was uh, dropped initially. Mm -hmm. yep. I forget. And then picked by, up again by, and then by ABC. By ABC. That's right. Yes. Which is a Disney. Mm -hmm. So I don't put it past them. I think they can make the argument that it's a whole different situation and that's mm -hmm. why we cast somebody with a different sounding voice anyway that's my opinion who knows what goes on in the halls of disney we we, we shouldn't be surprised if it's uh, the reasons were for being woke but uh, anyway fred and ray will get your take on this and move on to something else that well i also think they you know if they want to avoid the accusation of political interference in all of this they would say that evans is a hugely popular individual because yes. of Captain America. Right. And uh, 
you know, when it's when this thing is promoted and they can say that the voice of Chris Evans, that's going to be a crowd drawer. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm coming at it for uh, believing for the moment it's purely economic reasons. Right. All right, you guys Greg. are being just so way I too know, practical. Right? <laughs> you know, you know. I well, look. I want to know not about Tim Allen, but at least do they have Larry the Cable Guy? Okay, come on. <laughs> Larry Get the her Cable done. Guy is, is he in there? That's what I want to know. Or, or um, Larry, who, was Larry the Cable no, Guy in Toy Story? No, you're thinking Tom Hanks. You talking about Tom Hanks? You talking about uh, Tom Hanks was the Woody uh, Woody Cowboy. No, I'm just talking about Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> Obviously, Ray is a fan. You said Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> on his own little kind of island over there. Get her done. <laughs> well, and listen, I guess we'll find out more. It, it would be nice. I think it would be cool if they had some little kind of cameo for the for the the Toy Story character by Tim Allen. Somehow, yeah. at the end of the film, you have, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to make a toy out of you, and then it's Tim Allen's voice. Yeah. Uh, but now, Chris Evans is liberal. He's yes. a liberal guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, as most people in Hollywood are, if they know it's good for them. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right. We got a couple minutes left. All right. Well, let's talk tech. We've got some interesting stuff coming down the pike. I, I hear. I understand. Um, researchers are looking on technology this is a professor out of Texas A&M working on technology that would have a touch-sensitive touchscreen. In other words, they're working on a touchscreen technology that would allow you to feel the physical objects, including, I'm reading here from nextgov.com, including, for example, the texture of an item of clothing or the fabric while you're shopping online. You touch the thing and you say, oh, that's a nice, that's very smooth. Or shopping, you know, is the apple ripe, I guess, or whatever. And they, they have other, this is the, the ultimate goal would be that kind of a thing, but they have other applications with VR, virtual reality yeah. and such. But what do you think of a, a, a touchscreen that lets you actually have some tactile input? Well, first of all, I just want to say this internet thing is just a fad. Yeah, it's going never. away. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I don't see how that's possible at this stage. Of course, Everything, if you're going to get to it technologically, you got to start with at this point and move your way to it. I just would be happy, and then, uh, Ray, I'm going to go to you first, and then Fred, just change <laughs> things you. up. I would be happy if I could figure out a way to stop buying clothing and expect that I look like the guy who was wearing it online. <laughs> you know, you buy a There's nice, an app for that, too, though. Buy you a nice uh, Boston Bruins jersey, and I put it on. I go, well, I don't look like the guy that was on the... On the web page when I bought it, it you can, fit him a, better. There's an app that will put your picture up and what you would look like in the clothes. But, <laughs> Ray, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. Go that ahead, Ray. Look, I'm, I'm all in favor of this. Can they do this with food somehow? Okay? Because yeah. it's getting near lunch, you know? <laughs> get, get a hamburger right Doesn't to your Doesn't smell like it. I don't hear the smell of vision or anything. I, I can't smell know. the hamburger. I don't know. We live in amazing times. Yes, it is amazing. <laughs> Fred? Well, I yeah, if, if I go up to my television screen because we have three cats, I can feel the hair <laughs> on my television screen. Uh, no problem there. So I'm already there at our house. That's right. It's already happening. People. Yeah, three, already... Ta- three tabbies, That's then you can feel something on the screen. I can already feel the sweater. Well, that's not the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> three cats. Well, somebody sent something around in, internally here that there's some free kittens. Seriously. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, you may want to check that out. All there right. My wife did not hear that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. See, you can laugh. You can have a little bit of fun. We had some interesting stories. Steve always brings some 
cool stories along with the bad news. So <laughs> anyway, folks, more great programming is directly ahead on American Family Radio. We hope you will continue to listen to AFR throughout the day. Check out the AFR app. And uh, we thank you for joining us. You've been listening to today's issues. Trivia Friday is on tomorrow. It's Friday, folks. See you then. Thank you.